0: How do you choose a winning mobile ad creative for your app? And what do you need to show your biggest spenders? Tough questions, it's art, it's science, and we get both from my guest, Janice Gow, a growth manager at Big Fish Games. All this and more in episode number 418. Welcome to Mobile Presence. I'm your host as always, Peggy Ann Saltz, mobile analyst, content marketing consultant, and senior writer at Forbes. And this is the bi-weekly feature show where we talk with the mobile marketing experts who have marketing superpowers. It's expertise that has earned them the title of mobile hero as chosen by Liftoff, a full-service mobile app marketing and app Retargeting platform. So let me raise my goblet of rock to our first mobile hero of 2021. My guest today is Janice Gao, a growth manager at Big Fish Games. And she got a little inspiration along the way from Mad Men and been firing on all cylinders ever since. We're going to talk about that. But Janice, we have something in common. I loved Mad Men. You obviously do. For me, it was Don Draper. Genius ideas. What is it about Mad Men that inspired you in your career?
3: Yeah. First of all, thank you, Peggy, for having me. I'm excited to be here. And uh, of course, I have to say I'm also a fan of Don Draper as well. Not his personality, <laughs> but the overall, uh, the picture he portrays as mm-hmm. a creative genius working advertising and because growing up myself i always had special attention to advertising as well and i will pay attention to the tagline the motivation so to me making a great ad and making memorable is something very powerful so yeah i have to say uh marketing today is different from the 60s because today as marketer we are you know uh, working with not only with creativity, but also with data analytics and critical thinking. So, to me, it's truly a profession that I get to do both and get to enjoy the best of both worlds. Glad to be on the path of growth marketing and feel lucky to be in growth marketing at this time. So, and also with
0: you know talking about growth marketing. It is all about the creative. We're hearing so much about that, you know, to win heart share, mind share. You need a winning creative. And you call it in your blog, and we'll get to that in a moment and tell listeners where they can check that out. You call it, quote, the most meaningful lever left for mobile marketers. So creative is it. But what does that mean?
3: Peggy, as you can see, you know, the whole industry has been heading into a really automated direction. And I will say back in 2017, 2018, as UA marketer, uh, we can drive meaningful performance improvement by testing different audience, testing different beats. But nowadays, with machine learning, uh, for example, Facebook and Google, they are coming up with stronger algorithms, And they are much more smarter and doing a very efficient job in terms of reaching audience and optimizing so you know the value of manual input is just diminishing and that's why i said creative is the biggest lever remain to marketer because it truly differentiates your product among the competition and it has a direct impact on performance. For example, every time uh, I will be so excited when we get a high quality creative, because as soon as it starts to take off, we see a clear performance improvement trend with Mm -hmm. increasing um, return on investment. To me, that feeling is really satisfying. And that's why I specifically pick UA Creative Process as my Lift Up Mobile Heroes blog topic, because I truly want to share the lessons that I learned broadly with our community.
0: Well, it's really a good topic. It's so timely, and I love the fact that you really get down in the weeds a bit. You know, you talk about a testing methodology, and you detail this. We want to try and keep it simple, so I will try to stay at, in that level. You're talking about starting by just measuring what you're doing, against your ROAS target and that's pretty straightforward but maybe you just want to explain a little bit more and above all how you can scale this because once you hit it right you immediately want to do more and go deeper and drive more for your app but it's not a walk in the park. It is
3: not and to be honest with Uh, our team spent quite a bit of our time to get to our current process. And first, we have to recognize that most of the UA ads don't perform. That means, you know, as UA manager, you might be getting new ads and running new ads every day, but 80% of the time, they don't move the needle that much. Either they don't drive a significant amount of volume, or it doesn't meet your performance target. And while the high quality ads, the winner ones that meet performance at scale. Unfortunately, it doesn't happen very often, but once you launch it, it lasts for months. So, depends on Mm -hmm. your product, your strategy, your team's bandwidth and expertise, your hit rate for high quality winner ads can be one out of 10, one out out of 20, or one out of 50. That's why it is critical for growth team not just produce a good amount of new ads regularly, but also developing a creative testing methodology to help you identify winners quickly and filter out the losing one so that you can prioritize on the right stuff.
0: Mm-hmm. We're going to talk about that a little bit, but you brought up the question, what rather the topic of the team. And, you know, you do have to have a number of creatives, you do have to literally be on the same page, and we're all working remotely right now. So I'm just wondering, you know, you and your team together, how do you keep everyone on the same page? And who needs to be in that team? Who needs to be in the loop?
3: Yeah, I think, you know, as end of the day, it's like any relationship. It's about communication and collaboration. And to me, I feel, you know, communication, no matter it's formally or informal through a Slack chat, those communication channels are both critical. And to me, as you know, for example, like uh, taking the marketing art team, the art designers, they are curious. They want to know if they come up with a good ads or not. So a healthy feedback loop is a critical part of the process. For example, say, Creative A outperform Creative B and C, not only we need to know A is the winner and B and C are the losers, we also need to get deeper and understand why so that we can first avoid repetitive mistakes and also figure out what are the elements that we can repeat for future success. So for us, for example, we have a weekly creative meeting, which we will review the testing metrics together and openly discuss our thoughts and hypotheses. Um, for example, uh, creative A is a winner. Is it because of a special visual effect, or a more appealing characters, or a different motivation hook? We might not be right all the time, but the exercise of discussion is opening up for opportunities for future production ideas and improvement. In the meantime, given we all work remotely and we need to stay on the same page and keep everybody in the loop, that's why we manage those insights in the centralized documentation. So each stakeholder can have instant access to the information and stay informed And aligned.
0: It makes a lot of sense to keep it central as well. I'm just curious because I can imagine these are fairly heated discussions. What do you do when someone says um, it doesn't work for me? I disagree. I mean, is this a show of hands? Majority wins? How do you decide the winners, the losers?
3: For us, of course, there is an education process to keep everybody uh, in the loop and understand what are the key KPIs that we are optimizing against. Sometimes it can be IPM, Sometimes it can be click-through rate, and sometimes it can be ROAS. So we are approaching this in a very data-driven way. And with everybody understand what each of the metrics means, we can easily get to the same point and understand uh, what we identify as winners or losers.
0: Well, that is the art and science of it all. That's the exciting part. I can see why you love what you do because it's at the intersection of everything. We do have to go to break just one time, Janice, but when we get back, we're gonna talk about creative concepts, we're gonna talk about things you did and the lessons you learned. So don't go away, we'll be right back.
1: Mobile Presence, sponsored by Clevertap, a leading engagement and retention platform, will be back after this message. That's podcast.wmr.fm. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. Welcome back to Mobile Presence on WMR.FM. Here is your host. Peggy Ann Saltz.
0: And we are back to mobile presence. I'm your host, Peggy Ann Saltz. We have Janice Gao, a growth manager at Big Fish Games and a mobile hero. And Janice, right before the break, we were talking about, you know, picking the winners, picking the losers. It, it's also going to come down to KPIs, but it's also going to come down to segmentation because no one size fits all here. We'll just say two types, pairs and players. Let me understand from your perspective. What the difference would be? What would you want to be showing a payer versus a player?
3: Yeah. For example, when we think about mobile payers, right? Like those people tend to be more experienced and advanced mobile gamers. Most likely, they have played similar games before within your genre. And they are familiar with your game mechanics. And plus, they are the premium segment that all top games wants to reach so they get to be selective because they've seen all the ads and uh, in that case concept that deliver a more advanced and intense gameplay experience may attract experienced mobile player better Mm -hmm. and on the other hand when you want to open up Top of the funnel, when you want to acquire people, maybe play mobile game for the first time, or maybe you know convert people from other genre to your genre, they need to, they might need a little bit more educational content, and they they may be more responsive for broader concept that are beginner-friendly.
0: Now, that's great advice that you're giving me, but I'd like to hear how you're putting it to the test because in prep, we discussed that you just launched recently a new casual title. So maybe you can walk me through the concepts, the creative strategy that you followed to, um, yeah, basically to acquire an audience, but also to keep them engaged.
3: Yeah, I think uh, definitely launching the new title in 2020 is a wonderful experience at that time of course i tried to absorb as much information as i can because i want to stay well informed but at the end whiner is every product is unique it is hard to make apples to apple comparison even with your direct competitors because the ua strategy usually different So that's why we've been establishing our internal creative benchmark to be able to measure performance more reliably. For example, with our internal data, we can remove outliers and noise, and we can also drill down to a key market to assess performance more granularly. At the end of the day, we know our product and strategy much better, and it is up to us to tell the story
0: makes a lot of sense because it's your game it's your audience you understand your targets what I'm hearing here is you know build your own benchmark look at what's out there keep it in mind but build your own and create one that's suited to your company to your game to your app is that what you're saying
3: yes just it is the key to success not just for creative for you know UA strategy and business strategy as well. Because, you know, like I said, everybody is different. You have to yeah.
0: innovate and build on your own. So data plays a big part here, and can sometimes be surprising. Sometimes the creative we think that's going to make it isn't the one that's the winner in the end. So share some of your learnings.
3: You are exactly right. Sometimes we have high hope, for certain creative where I personally would check up the number every day or give my favorite child a little bit more time or love Mm. to prove it, to see if it it will prove itself at the end. But sometimes, you know, it goes vice versa. It doesn't align with your original hypothesis. So that's why I think that's the magic, the artful approach of both creative and critical thinking. Uh, I think at the end of the day, we are very lucky to be in a data-driven industry. We have clear number to measure our hypothesis, but in the meantime, I think keeping a little bit, you know, creativity and apply a 80-20 rule is also healthy for the long-term success. 80% you go for the stuff that you know clearly will work and 20% allow yourself to take risk and take, uh, take a new direction. So,
0: mm-hmm.
3: yeah. Well, I have to
0: ask you then, cause you brought it up. What is, for you, the biggest departure, the the new direction that you took in your creative? Maybe you can share how that was vastly different from what you were doing before that.
3: At least for us, I don't think there is a North Star in a way that we haven't discovered or something completely innovative to the industry. I think uh, those don't come very often. It's Mm -hmm. just about doing the small things really well and do it consistently. And for us, like I said, uh, we came a long way to establish our process. It's just about continue on the process and continue making small iterations and maybe compounding those iterations, compounding those learnings will lead us to a a better success. So that's Mm -hmm. kind of how I see it.
0: Great segue, because, you know, being successful, it's early in the new year. We all wish ourselves, you know, a good year, a great start, successful year. And it feels fresh and new. But how do you keep the energy levels?
3: I'm a very optimistic person. So in the meantime, I know, you know, 2020 has been difficult and present challenges in different ways. So what I have learned personally is I try to find small things that I can look forward to. For example, I've been experimenting new ways to improve my home office. I just Mm -hmm. ordered a standing desk converter, which should (laughs) help me to stand more in 2021. And I recently also mastered a new iced cappuccino recipe that gives me great energy in the morning. So for me, it's about being grateful for the small things.
0: Awesome. I'm smiling here, if you could see me. That's just a great idea. I think that our listeners may want to have that recipe. Who knows? I'm going to bite at it. Um, wh- what is the recipe? I'm curious.
3: <laughs> uh, wow. Way. So I'm a big coffee lover. So Mm -hmm. we have a pretty robust uh, espresso machine. And in the meantime, I I ordered a froster from Amazon. Mm -hmm. Uh, I want to make ice cappuccinos, so the milk has to be cold. So the cold frother also helps me to create the creamy uh, milk to go along with the hot espresso, so.
0: It sounds like we're out there again, you know, in the, in the cafes, having the coffees. I can I can see it, totally. And uh, lo- love to have that social share, love to have that picture. So we're gonna speed it up a little bit because that's what caffeine will do. I wish I had some at this point, but hey. Mm-hmm. Um, just a couple, sort of, I'm gonna throw something out. You tell me what you think of. First thing comes into your mind, looking at 2021, biggest opportunity.
3: I would say for our industry, it will both be the IDFA deprecation. Mm. Yeah, I think, you know, it's been on everybody's mind ever since, you know, uh, 2020. And short term, obviously, it presents a big shift and disruption to the industry because the tools, the processes that we are used to might be no longer available. However, what I like the most about our industry is people are very agile, fast-moving, and very talented. So I'm sure the industry will ultimately come up with a new solution to establish our new normal. And in the meantime, there will be opportunities for innovators to come up with new technology and tools to lead us to the new era. So I'm hopeful on this.
0: I'm hearing a lot out there, Janice, that you know this is going to be the opportunity for creatives because you need to engage you need to do it quickly you might only have 24 hours depending on how idfa plays out so maybe in a way the biggest headache which is idfa is the biggest opportunity for creatives at least given that that's the headache and the opportunity um i was going to ask you your biggest source of inspiration but i think that's probably the cappuccino um Mm -hmm. so i'll ask you (laughs) i'll ask you maybe your biggest um Say your, your workaround, you've got a, an opportunity and a headache, one in the same. Um, what's the workaround? What's the way to uh, make the best of both? What would you tell marketers to do?
3: I don't think, you know, me or even, you know, the bigger companies have this all figured out yet. We have to navigate our way as an industry to establish the new normal. So, mm-hmm. What I find helpful is, you know, uh, I appreciate a lot of industry thought leader are putting together great content and great strategies to predict how best to overcome or to come up with a new solution. So I'd like to, you know, I will encourage every marketers to, you know, stay active on the topic and, you know, actively join the webinar and reputable publications from uh M&Ps or from uh, Apple or Facebook, just to have enough exposure to what's going on. But at the end of the day, it's about absorbing all the information and create the way, create your own recipe to find your success
0: internally. That also sounds very inspiring because it doesn't mean just devour everything. Don't just read everything. You know, there are certain sources, certain places, and at the end of the day, make it right for you. I think that's some great advice. And I know that our listeners are going to want to know more about your blog. I'm going to tell that to them in a moment and share that. But in the meantime, how would they stay in touch with you? How would they keep up with you, maybe what else you're writing, what else you're doing out there, Janice, what's the best way?
3: Yeah, I'm pretty active on LinkedIn, so you can find Janice Gao on LinkedIn. In the meantime, I'm also also active on Mobile Hero Slack channel, so yeah, feel free to connect me and have a conversation with me there. And hopefully, yeah, Mm -hmm. hopefully in 2021 or maybe later, Uh, while Peggy and everybody, we can get together real time at some conferences. I would love to have a real ice cappuccino with you as well. That's delightful.
0: I would love to, too. We all want to get out there. It will happen. I'm an optimist. And uh, it's a great tip also about the community. I know I'm also in the Liftoff Slack community. There must be about 1,600 people in there. Really lively. It's, and of course, listeners, we're going to have notes in the show notes about how you can connect with Janice. And if you want to read up on her or any of the other mobile heroes in the series, you can check out their dedicated page over at Heroes That's also where you will find not only her dedicated page, but this blog that is a must read. And if you want to keep up with me throughout the week or find out more about how you can be a guest or sponsor on Mobile Presence, then you can email me, Peggy. Peggy at mobilegroove.com is also where you will find my portfolio of content marketing and app marketing services. You can find this and all earlier episodes of our show by going to WMR.FM, or you can find our shows on iTunes, Stitcher, Spreaker, Spotify, and iHeartRadio simply by searching Mobile Presence. So until next time, remember... Every minute is mobile, so make every minute count. Keep well, stay safe, and we'll see you soon.
2: The opinions expressed on this program